Hello and welcome back to another episode. Today we're going to speak about overthinking. I could ask the question today, Johnny, I'm overthinking. I'm always thinking. I'm thinking about this guy who angered me and I'm having a conversation with him in my head, but it's non-stop, it never stops. Conversation in my head never stops. So it got me thinking and I says, okay, let me throw out another solo cast this fine Thursday. And let me talk a little bit about overthinking and my perspective on it in the trust that it will land where it needs to land and I can benefit you and in between your ears and then your family and your friends and your community. So sounds a bit philosophical or philosophical or philanthropic, like a bit Johnny's the philanthropist now, just throwing out all these words and uh, in a way I guess I am and it, it came from hard work inner work, mastering the inner game and inner worlds, and developing self-awareness. Now, let me let me share some of that with you. And before we do, do you want to take a deep breath? Just drop into the body a little bit. Relaxing a little bit. Take another one if that felt good. You see, a big part of overthinking is us not getting the message us not being grounded in our body, in our being, in this now moment. A big part of overthinking in my perspective is feedback. There's so much we can learn from a noisy mind. But when he asked me this question, the first thing I thought about was contrast, bro. I says, you need to, if, if that's the case all the time for you, then what you would need to experience first and foremost is the contrast to that. What's it like to have a still mind? What's it like to be at peace? Less judgment. Wars, less war within even. You could have a certain idea in the AM that you could completely contradict in the PM or a certain idea on a Monday that you completely contradict on a Friday. And I'm fascinated by this. I'm fascinated by how the mind works. I'm fascinated by words like ego. I find it interesting that people would say that they would like to kill their ego off. I would much rather prefer to say that we're integrating our ego. That the noise and the voices and the conversations that are taking place inside. Newsflash, they're happening inside of us. So what we fight, we feed. So one of the other things that came up would have been acceptance, like accepting the fact that it's noisy, accepting the fact that there's inner critique going on or inner judgment going on or inner dialogue going on. That you're getting bored of, at the same time you don't want to fight it, you don't want to make it wrong, it actually makes it stronger. So a big piece would be acceptance. A big piece would be allowing the conversation to take place with no judgment. Bringing in your higher awareness, your higher vantage point, your board's eye view of thoughts. Because they are not you. Isn't it true that thoughts flow past? Isn't it true that we think and grab certain thoughts and leave others? I just found out yesterday and I find it's also true, see do, you, see, do you agree, that doubt doesn't happen 
when something's negative. Doubt only creeps in when something's going good. Ponder that one. It's a little side note. What I'm going to say, isn't it true that we only really doubt what's good for us? We question what's going to benefit us, what's going to enhance our life. The skeptic comes online. The same skeptic internally does not come online for depression, for overthinking. The same skepticism is not there for our negative traits, our fearful traits. Some food for thought. So we are not our thoughts. This was a big realization for me back in 2013 or so. When I found out that I was not my thoughts. And that there was gaps between thoughts. And that there was many, many, many minutes or even hours of the day where I was not thinking. But I wasn't paying attention to the fact that I wasn't thinking. I was just getting stressed out about when I was thinking and thoughts that I didn't like. Do you not understand I'm doing a podcast here? Jeez. Jeez Louise. Someone walking down the street on the phone. How dare they? <laughs> jokes, jokes, playfulness. Ultimately, what we're doing here is we're enhancing our self-awareness. If you've never experienced, or not never, because you have, but if you've not noticed you in a peaceful state in a while, then I want you to take this this method, this deep soy method. The deep soy is something that I've learned. Uh, and the first and only meditation workshop I ever went to back in Perth, 2013-14. It's a deep, you might have heard me talking about it before, depending on how long you're in my field, but I've mixed it with a couple of other things that I've learned from Bentino Massaro and a few other people, and just kind of called it the deep soy method. It's basically taking a deep breath in through your nose, holding it at the top, and letting go with sound. And I want you to do it again. And this time I want you to pay more attention to the space between your soy and the next breath naturally wanting to come. Feel that? Let's do one more together. Into the nose. Holding at the top. And then letting go of sound. <sighs> you can get way more vocal with the sound. You can grunt and groan if you want. Just notice that gap. The sound is helpful too, by the way. But what I want you to take from this exercise is that gap, that pause... That space. You're not thinking in it. When you're focusing on inhalation, letting go, a little bit of sound. When you're focused, you get way more present. Thoughts tend to dissipate. So this method is going to become your new best friend. And you're going to stretch the gap of that pause. You might have got two seconds before the next breath naturally wanted to come. 
Seek five seconds. Seek ten seconds. Stop at ten. And don't do any more than three of them in a row. But what you'll find is, it's a great anchor into the moment. And it brings more awareness to space. In you, and this is an extra little piece that I've touched on before in another podcast, but you can notice the space between each one of my words. And you can do that with other people. Why? Because by doing that, you're becoming a better listener. When you're really listening to other people, you're not thinking, you're not overthinking, you're not waiting to respond. Most people are waiting to respond. Not a lot of people are listening. Do you ever notice that? Most people are waiting to respond from a perspective that they have based off of a word or a story that you're sharing. Most people are waiting to respond as opposed to really listening. So becoming a better listener, noticing the space, doing the deep soy method, sitting and bathing in that space as a new practice, as a new practice is going to be extremely helpful with self-awareness, with catching overthinking. It can be an anchor and a trigger to do it when you feel like you're getting all up in your head. You can do the deep soy without the sound if you're in public. Or if you want to be a little bit more discreet, you can do it without the sound. But but implanting this mechanism, implanting this software, if you like, implanting this anchor to do this, not just when you may be feeling like you're getting up into your head and overthinking, but as a practice, multiple times a day, I teach my clients this. Overthinking is feedback. Sometimes we're doing it in order to not feel. Sometimes it's better to do, or what's the phrase? Sometimes it's better to live in known hells than unknown heavens. So the known hell could be overthinking, could be anxiety. All of that thinking and problem solving in the attic space, in the head space, upstairs. helps us to not feel what's below the surface, what's in the basement, what's in the gut, what's in the belly, what's around the heart. There's a whole body here, and if we stay in the head, we stay in the attic. So first, we might have to experience the contrast. Or if you've been doing the so, you've been doing the meditations, you've experienced peace, you meditate twice a day. And you know what peace feels like. You know what you're missing, so to speak. So your job in that case is to accept the noise, accept the mind, accept the thinking for what it is. Because remember, what you fight, you feed. Where your attention goes, your energy flows. So we don't want to be 
getting stressed out thinking more stinking thinking about overthinking it's a trap so we break the pattern we do a deep sigh we do different multiple breaths many breaths will work i like the deep sigh because it's brings your focus to the space and the pause you'll notice your shoulders relaxing you'll notice that space and gap getting bigger and you will notice an amplification in your own self-awareness in your own ability to respond in your own everyday triggers reactions and in your capacity to listen as well see i don't know about you but i'd like to make friends with my mind i'd like to make friends with my ego I don't want to fight any part of me. I want to accept what it's attempting to show me. It's a scared part of me that's thinking all these thoughts in order to avoid a feeling that is extremely uncomfortable. And as a man, feelings aren't as easy to feel as women. So sometimes we avoid, we talk, we logically rationalize and try to think our way out of overthinking. So it's our goal then to make friends with ourselves, to get the message or the lesson that the overthinking is bringing us. Anxiety are thoughts that we plant in our subconscious mind and then forget it was us. Then years later, we're getting anxious about certain different things and forget that we've created that anxiety. You see, for me, anxiety slash depression slash overthinking was one of the best things to ever happen to me. Or three of the best things that ever happened to me. Because it helped me to build a relationship with myself. It helped me to, to, to learn and listen to the feedback that the brain and body is feeding me all the time. It helped me to grow in self-awareness to notice that certain times it's caffeine. Certain times it's not enough sleep. Certain times it's what I'm eating. Or not eating. There's different things. Once I create that contrast, once I learn to accept what's happening in this moment, think about this. Imagine not, imagine not accepting what is happening in this moment. Madness, right? I'm not saying you have to like it. I'm just saying imagine not accepting it. It's an interesting one. Imagine not accepting what's actually happening. It's happening. Whether we like it or not, it's happening. Now, are there a few things that we can do about it? Absolutely. We can observe it. We can accept it. We can create a pattern interrupt. Because when you're here with me and you're on this path, you're doing the work on a level of being. You see, we're learning how to be different. We're remembering that we are a human being, not a human doing or a human thinking. We have thinking faculties. Not a lot of us are using them to our advantage. Our imagination, our visualization, our thoughts, the placebo effect, the power of our mind. A lot of the time we're not thinking, we're being thunk. <laughs> thoughts are happening, we think they're ours. We claim and latch onto the ones that are negatively serving or fearful. And we doubt the ones that are positive. We doubt the ones that are optimistic. We doubt the ones that are lifting us up into our truth and our courage. Why is that? Let me tell you. It's a straight up safety mechanism. It's the body and being trying to stay exactly where it is and where it knows well. Trying to live, think, feel, operate and act 
in the same way that it's always been think, feeling, operating, and acting. In the same way that everybody around us has been think, feeling, operating, and acting. It just wants to do what everyone else has been doing or what we have been doing for years. So you get to be a little bit more gentle and say, ah, oh, now I get it, it's okay. Okay, so you're thinking, you're overthinking about a certain situation. Okay. What action can I take to address this situation and what's the best possible scenario? What's the ideal outcome with this thing that I just keep thinking about? Well, I'm thinking about this conversation I had. I don't like the way it went. That man pissed me off and I really wish blah, 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 blah. Okay. Can I make a call? Can I send a text message? Can I send a voice note? Write an email? Can I state at the start of this email the exact outcome that I would like to achieve? Hey, last Thursday, you said this. I picked up this. Is that why you were going with it? Because this is what I think and feel. And at the end of this conversation, I'd like to have a closer relationship with you. <gasps> Scary. He wants to take my breath away. Yeah, okay. Keep overthinking then. You see? Keep overthinking then. Because then you don't have to have the difficult conversations. Then you don't have to take responsibility for your own self. Then you don't have to feel, deal and heal what the overthinking is sometimes covering up. Because we want to stay in the known hell rather than unknown heavens that's underneath the feelings that we are avoiding. And no one, like I speak for me, like I don't have this all figured out as in I still have to do these processes. I still have to, or I still get to, I won't say have to, I still get to dive deeper into aspects of myself if or when it's required in order to feel uncomfortable shit, in order to feel and, and step forward into unknown territories. Move away from the known and into the unknown and getting comfortable there, knowing that I'm growing. Knowing that I'm moving forward, know that I'm making friends with my mind. I have my ego on board most of the time. I'm integrating parts of myself that's afraid or scared or coming from a place of lack or there's not enough to go around. There's plenty to go around. God is good to me, God is guiding me, and everything is always working out for me and my family. Money flows to me effortlessly and easily in expected and unexpected ways. Overthink that. Overthink mantras that are helpful. Because as you create the contrast, more and more and more of the time, as you pattern interrupt, as you accept, as opposed to fight your mind, your ego, your internal chatter, as you accept what is, as you feel and be more present and, and, and develop more inner peace and notice the contrast of turmoil, despair, overthinking, anxiety, and then what inner peace feels like. As you have that contrast, you're developing self-awareness. You're then realizing more and more and more every single day what your pet peeves are, what is helping you and what is hindering you, what is moving you forward or keeping you stuck. What is helping you grow or keeping you staying stagnant and the same? So overthinking can be a blessing in disguise. Because it's noisy. And beyond the noise, there's whispers, there's intuition, there's truth. We need to bring in the courage. We need to bring in the self-awareness, the acceptance, the conscious choices. Choosing to nurture our consciousness instead of our conditioned self that wants to just overthink and keep doing the same thing every week. Deep soy method is your new best friend. You get yourself to do one soy and it's like a reset button. That's it, Johnny. 
I was just a do that. Well, over time, yes. My meditation teacher taught me that and I thought it was bullshit. Years ago. And it's something that I've been doing ever since. And you get to realise that you'll notice things about your house, you'll notice things about your body, you'll notice things about your work, you'll notice things about your spouse, your children, your parents, your friends, your community. You'll notice different things just by being more present. Who would have thought that an overthinking podcast could get you to be more present and self-aware? <sighs> Spoiler alert. It almost always comes back to self-awareness. It almost always always comes back to the inner game. It almost always comes back to state management or energy management. Because as we be different, we do different and get different results. But if we be the same, then everything stays the same. And a lot of time we're driving ourselves insane. Overthinking, uh, avoiding through different activities and substances, which I do. I avoid. There's certain things that I sometimes drag me heels or feel stuck in the mud about. But as the old saying goes, the truth ain't gonna go away just because we don't want to hear it. And some of these pills are hard to fucking swallow. But I'm telling you, known heavens are unknown heavens as opposed to known hells. We want to know more heavens. Heaven and hell is a mindset, folks. In my experience, I didn't read that from a book. Heaven and hell is a mindset. We can be in heaven or we can be in hell in our mind. We can be in a room full of people and feel alone. We can be in a room alone and feel full. Start making friends with your mind. Start practicing the deep soy method. Go from two to ten seconds. Don't do any more than three. Learn to accept what is because not accepting what is is absolutely nuts. Like that's actually insane. Something's happening in front of you, but you won't accept that. Something's happening in between your ears, but you're trying to fight that. You can. I mean, you can fight it. All I can share with you is accepting it, allowing it to play out, realizing and creating space between you, your awareness and the actual thoughts. Then we can talk more then about planting new seeds, affirmations, but you can give the mind jobs to do. You can give your brain stuff to do. You can create new different things in your environment to trigger different thoughts, to trigger different visuals, to bring us on a different trajectory. One that I like to think is uplifting and empowering as opposed to draining, depleting and disempowering. So overthinking is a blessing. Accept it. Create that contrast. Bring pattern interrupts into your day. Practice the deep soy method and conscious breathing. And if you've done nothing else for the rest of your life, I guarantee you, it will change every single day over time. You won't know yourself in a year. Just by bringing in conscious breath, a little bit of self-awareness and better inner dialogue is a natural byproduct of that. That was a pleasure. Thank you for being here. I hope you enjoyed and I'll talk to you again real soon.